137th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back again to Pixelated Paranormal, and this is episode 61. 61. 60 wiggity one. And yeah, this, uh, this rate, we're going to make it to 100. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Preston knows yeah, how to count. Kinda, it's, it's amazing. Sesame Street, Count Dracula. <laughs> Uh, we're we're hot off of uh, Witchicon and our recent live show that we did, and that was an absolute blast. Heck yeah, it was. Hell yeah, we uh, we had a great opportunity to meet um, a lot of listener. Well, I mean, some of them we know, some of them we haven't seen in a while, but uh, talk and, and meet and chat with some listeners and some fans, and and meet a couple of new fans that we haven't talked to locally. And uh, let's give them shout outs. Awesome. Let's go down the list. Hell yeah. Okay, in no certain order. Um, thanks again for coming out, Adam. Leslie, John, David and Stephanie, Amber, Josh, Chauncey, Corey, and Amanda. Fuck Corey. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, so many other people that came out. It was uh, was great just to see people and chat. Yes. uh, Yeah, it was really cool to see everybody out there come and support us and – Actually, um, and it was really cool to actually have input from the crowd this time. It, that was really yeah. fun. And even some new people, just yeah. people just there randomly walking by. That was so cool to me. I loved it. It it was fun because there was this couple that sat down about halfway through, and they were kind of like an uppity, yuppie type couple. Mm-hmm. And they sat down, had no idea what we were talking about, and then got up pretty quick and walked away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome to me. I think that's great. Yeah, and there was uh, there was these three or four cosplay girls that walked up that were probably like high school age, and they sat down like right as we we're getting ready to record, uh-huh. and then they got up and left. And I wanted to be like, "Where do you think you're going?" But I'm yeah. like, "No, today's climate is not tolerant of a 30 year old man heckling four high school girls. It's just not going to go over well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially was... when they're dressed like Powderpuff Girls. This is not going to." Yeah, it was well it was really really cool, and I liked uh, we did a show format of just like an episode. So unfortunately, we didn't record it because um, last time I tried to record something, it came over way too um, just spaced. It sounded all echoey. Now next year, if we do do it in the same place, which we might not even be doing it in the same place, but um, they're gonna talk, try to get like an enclosed kind of room where. Either it's walled off or something like that, so it'll be easier to record the live show. Um, oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a separate outcropping yeah, or something? that's what oh, nice. uh, I think John's wanting to shoot for if and when they do another one. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Overall, it was re- very, very fun. On Sunday, I actually represented Pixelated Paranormal on another po- on another panel podcast uh, – not podcast, panel. Uh, it was about – just all about pop culture. It was with uh, two dudes from City Trade Post, uh, Nick and James. And they're really cool dudes. Um, I was the oldest one in the in in of the three. Them two dudes are very young. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, not very. Up, Rob? Not very young. Not very young. But yeah. And um, it was really cool. They we talked a lot about like just you know video games and horror movies and you know how we got into wanting to do podcasting stuff like that. And um, so thanks for everybody that came and listen uh, listen to that as well. 
It was, it was pretty yeah. pretty cool. That same guy, one of the guys that did the live listener story, he he was there again on that day listening to that. So that was pretty cool. Uh, now, is that John or was that the other guy? Not John, the the other guy. Kinda. The guy with the the shirt, the right the right to bear arms. Yeah, yeah, and it had a, <laughs> that's had, awesome. Had, had like the country accent. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I I meant to catch him after um after he told his story. Guys, what's going to be great about this episode is it's going to be kind of short, but we did manage to record the two live stories that people got up and told on stage, and then a third one that I got to hear one on one because the guy kind of like rather shy like pulled me aside and said he had a story he just didn't want to tell in front of everybody, mm-hmm. but he said I could tell it on the uh, on the air. But yeah, the the second guy who told the second story, um, I wanted to get his email or talk to him, but when I got off, um, this third guy hollered at me and kind of waved me over, so I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. Presto, did you have a good time, dude? It's awesome because Preston, I think, just muted his mic. Oh, did I? Sorry. I had a fantastic time. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the live show format and, uh, you know, being able to interact uh, with the audience and actually see their faces as we're telling these stories, like, uh, yeah. which we'll get into on the one of our topics that we talked about here in a little bit, but uh, just the the crowd interaction was great. And uh, just, you know, the dynamic that the three of us have in a live show was great. And uh, yeah, that was fun. So I enjoyed it. And the MC, they kind of hosted all that. What's his name, Steve? Do you remember? I always forget. Byron. Byron J. Love. (laughs) You're one hell of a good dude, man. And, and he's, he's the guy that kind of MCs all the live shows, Mm -hmm. all the live panels there at Wichicon. And like, a wicked cool dude and he's there like actively doing tech support while things are going awry like uh for some reason those haunted microphones just fucking screeching and you'll hear it a little bit in one of the wall of live stories and he's just there like <laughs> solving tech problems as we were talking mm-hmm. so and yeah. the reason why that was because the speakers were behind us and yeah. the next day or later in the day and then the next day they were in front of the crowd which was a lot yeah. better sounding but um, another thing that I did at the at the Wichicon that so you guys didn't go back Sunday. I went back Sunday and I actually got to talk with uh, WF Bell, which was the celebrity guest at Hell yeah. um, at the Wichicon, and he is a gentleman that has been in The Walking Dead. I don't watch The Walking Dead, so I don't know what his character is. Um, but it was really cool to talk to talk to the guy. He was really extremely intelligent. Um, he reminded me a lot of Leaf. Uh, oh yeah, Joinker here in town. Uh, <laughs> you say Joinker? A joint? What is it? Joinker? Joinker? What? <laughs> I always thought that. Now we're gonna argue over a last name. Neither uh, one of us knows how to say. <laughs> I thought it was Yonker. It could be. It could be Jonker or Joinker. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's a good dude, and uh, actually, he's gonna come up a couple times in this in this uh, episode. But uh, I, he's like a, another local film buff, and. Um, this uh, WF Bell was so nice. He's been in The Walking Dead. He he starred at, in uh, Thirty One Rob Zombie's movie Thirty One. Yeah, he was one of the kind of the psychos yeah. or the thugs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I don't know. It was just it was just really cool to get the behind the scenes. When you think of something as Walking Dead, which like I said, I don't watch the show. I used to, but I always respected it, especially because they use pretty much all prosthetics and it's all you know makeup teams and makeup people. Mm-hmm. And, 
And like, he's like, you don't understand like how much time and effort they put into that. And it's really, really cool to get the behind the scenes thing. And I am a big Rob Zombie movie fan. Sean's really not into it that much, but hearing like the behind the scenes stuff of, of how much Rob Zombie appreciates filmography and stuff like that. And, and being a, be a part of that, like I was like, Oh my God. And uh, it just, it was just cool. It was cool to talk to celebrity about that. And I told him about the podcast and stuff. And he told me, um, you know, some stories about some weird shit that's happened to him and, and how like movie sets are so weird because you, you see so many people in makeup and so many people in costume and in character. And sometimes you can't distinguish what's real and what's not. <laughs> so that was, that, was, that was pretty cool. So he's like, I don't know if it's stuff that's in my head or if it's like, part of the part of the set or if it's really happening shit like that but you know um it'll all it'll all tie in towards the end of the show we'll talk about hereditary and that new movie and when you do like we kind of talked about stuff like that on on the show before about uh like the exorcist the exorcist where there was that scene in the in the hospital and that guy turned out to be a serial killer stuff like that like it's weird to see like how these movies are so dark and demented and then like how it can change the mind some so to speak or like oh, make, wow. make you think differently and stuff but anyways WitchCon was a blast thank you so much john and robert for inviting us once again um yeah i appreciate everything you guys do and i'm sorry that um it didn't go everything didn't go as planned as much as you guys wanted to but if you guys need any help we're always down to help out and we really respect the hell out of you guys so yeah john's good definitely dude. oh yeah dude both of them mm-hmm well, um, like you guys said, we had a, the live show is pretty much the same format as a normal show. So what we're going to do is kind of a very summarized version of what we talked about on that show to kind of get everybody caught up who didn't get a chance to actually hear the whole thing or, or get a chance to be there live if you weren't living in Wichita. And uh, Steve, why don't you first share your little bit of new news and then I'll share uh, the main news story. Sweet. Okay, so the news that I have in the in the thing. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. In the yeah the notes. <laughs> Sweet. All right. So biologists plan to bring back the woolly mammoth back to life by 2019. So, so all of us here have seen Jurassic Park. We all love it. Welcome to Jurassic Park. We all know life. A hat. <laughs> yeah. Sean bought a hat. Check out his Facebook. You'll see all of them all over it. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, life finds a way, everything like that. So apparently um, a team of researchers believe they can bring back the woolly mammoth in two years. Uh, The two main goals, securing an alternative future for the endangered Asian elephant and helping to combat global warming. They got they got their work cut out for them. Yeah. So way to go. Um, basically, they researchers have used the technique to cure sickle cell disease, fight famine, and even cut out cancer. Now the gene editing tool could bring back species back from extinction, and scientists say it could happen for the woolly mammoth within the two years. Now the woolly mammoth—that's pretty like I think that would be easier. I don't know, I'm talking like I know what the fuck I'm talking about, but the woolly mammoth I think would be a little <laughs> bit easier to bring back than a fucking T Rex. You know what I mean? Like because uh-huh. woolly mammoth to me just looks like a elephant, a hairy elephant with. Massive, massive tusks. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They've been talking about this project for a long time. And Mm -hmm. isn't it something along the lines of taking some preserved DNA from the mammoth and then using that to cross? Yeah. And they're going to use that to crossbreed with like an elephant or something current. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're pretty much, like I said, they're similar in in stature and 
everything. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And that's, that's a really neat deal too. And I mean, I know it's in the realm of like, um, playing God and everything, but we're making man-made, um, hybrids, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like we're growing a clone or we're taking that DNA and we're forcing to grow it in a laboratory. Like this is somewhat a natural way to, uh, create something. But it's hard. They're saying it's hard because if they, the, their DNA is rapidly declining. So in order, when then if they pick up, they pick up pace to, to make this hybrid, then it becomes too inbred. And then it, it, it increase it when, instead of like, if you inbred a dog, breed too much you're going to mm-hmm. start having like holes in the heart and like all these de- deformalities but apparently with this it, the more you inbred the more increase their chance of survival so so it's yeah. kind of like the the offspring in uh game of thrones that is chuck them out the window if they've got like four arms or yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoopsie yeah. daisies <laughs> so i just thought that was pretty cool i saw that on on a random news site and i'm like oh i can finally bring something to the table <laughs> nice. So we uh, we kind of discussed this when we did our, our roundtable with Brady for the first time uh, because they were just in the beginning stages of uh, this research. And Could I that have been when, back in February 17, 2017? Because yeah. that's when this article's from. <laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> so uh, so when, I, when we had brought it up and we talked about it the round or the roundtable, so they actually have <clears> – <throat> In uh, Arizona or uh, in Nevada, out in the desert, they actually found uh, full, like, dinosaur bones. Uh And they were a lot newer than what scientists had previously, like, you know, they they had this timeline on when dinosaurs were supposed to go extinct. But these bones were so new that they still had a lot of soft tissue in in the cartilage. So we actually have, like, viable dinosaur DNA, but the problem with bringing them back is they don't know like what to crossbreed it with to get like a hybrid species. Cause like with the woolly mammoth, it makes it really easy because we actually have, you know, modern elephants and they're close enough that you could crossbreed those two. And I think the article went on to say that if it's, if it's successful that, uh, in Ireland and Scotland, they have this thing called a dire stag, which is like this giant fucking elk. And uh, if uh, they have they have some of that preserved DNA, that if this works with the woolly mammoth, that a lot of those extinct species from the Ice Age, we should be able to bring those back. In your defense, Steve, um, that has been a scientific project that's been going on for time. many years. Yeah, well, well before the uh, roundtable. But couldn't we just, you know, have shared the Earth with dinosaurs? Yeah, hustle you us, girl. <laughs> yeah, and what's funny too is there's other studies. I mean. <laughs> you don't fuck, you don't with, fuck Pangea. with Pangea? Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, so there's, of course, studies every day coming out about dinosaurs or, or thereabout. Now they're saying that there's a chance that many of your species never lived together, like Tyrannosaurus rexes um, were from a certain time period, and then after they were gone, you may have had Stegosauruses and Brontosauruses hmm. and that type of deal. So I, I only saw a headline, and I thought that's just a little too broad of a subject for me to want to get into today. So I actually forgot to save the article because I was going to bring that to today's news as well. But, yeah, who knows? Shit changes all the time. They they say that dinosaurs may have had feathers instead of scales too. So, I mean. Well, the the bit of news, the I, I let's call it the main news story maybe from uh, the live show was – 
We're always constantly trying to find ways to sustain life on Earth, and the biggest problem next to land would be food. And so scientists have been aiming their focus towards sustainability, large yield of um, you know edible protein with small farming areas. And one way they're discovering to potentially solve the problem of world hunger would be to make a bread that is enriched with the proteins of cockroaches. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and so what they're doing in Brazil is they're taking this certain breed of cockroach, which they can farm locally, you know, under clean sanitary conditions. And you take the cockroach, you kill it humanely. Um, you will then, I, I assume, freeze dry it or what have you. But they grind them up into a pulp, into a powder, um, almost like a flour. And they mix that that uh, that powder with your actual flour and then use that to enrich the dough, which they bake the bread. And it says the dough is, I think, 25 to 35% higher in protein than regular bread will be. And as far as protein levels go, if you think of the size you have to have of a, a plot or um, you know your land to have an actual cattle farm, they said you could actually have a cockroach farm in much, much, much smaller areas. So theoretically, it'd be a much smaller farm to take care of and be much more sustainable and they and they eat garbage basically you know trash garbage leftovers so it wouldn't be that hard to sustain uh, sustain that would you guys eat a bread made out of cockroaches i'll try anything as long as it was uh not crunchy and like there wasn't like co- cockroach wings or like little spiny legs i could probably do it yeah yeah hell yeah um, another thing with roaches and and nutrition is they're saying cockroach milk could be the next drink of the future as far as protein goes because I guess um, when a when a mommy cockroach feeds a baby cockroach milk a certain crystal develops in the baby cockroach's stomach which could be harvested and then used to enrich drinks or make its own milk. And it's supposed to be like the perfect balance of your macronutrients, so your fats, your carbs, and your proteins. And if they could find a way to mass produce that, that could actually replace um, you know, cow milk and goat milk that we drink as humans. It could replace that and be a very um, viable food alternative for us to drink. So when you, when you tell that story, it makes me think of that uh, scene off Meet the Parents where, like, he gets caught and he's like, <laughs> yeah, I used to, you know, milk my, my cat, little Geppetto. And they're like, you can't milk a cat. And he's like, you can milk anything with nipples. So that proves that cockroaches have nipples. I've got nipples. <laughs> can you milk yeah. me? Can you milk me? <laughs> well, and that's the other funny joke that was on the ranch uh, on Netflix. You know, show me an almond that has teats or whatever he says. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, hell yeah, man. Well, um, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't have time. Next on Stephen's <laughs> rants, almond mm-hmm. milk. Um, so Presto, you you rounded it off with your news story. Do you want to give us a quick uh, dive into that? And then yeah, we'll kind of jump into so the main story. So recently in uh, Mississippi, um, down at one of the uh, universities, uh, they used to set an old sanatorium, and uh, they started doing archaeological digs around there again. And the the article basically talked about how they found uh, the bones up to about 7,000 bodies. And, uh, you know, the ideas were going to create a memorial for these people that were just kind of thrown away to the wayside because the the conditions in these sanatoriums weren't always the best. And if they died, they just kind of buried them in mass graves. 
And so we're trying to give some justice to these people and maybe have a better like study on the conditions that they lived in and how we treated medicine from that time period. So it, it kind of got me thinking because Jason and I did a paranormal investigation one year at uh, Douglas West Douglas Park. And uh, come to find out there used to be the Wichita Sanitarium there. And uh, so that was the main topic for our live show. <clears throat> and so the, the sanitarium is uh, located at 3201 West Douglas, and which now is the West Douglas Park. And Mayberry Magnet Middle School um, sits on that location as well. Um, it opened up in 1908. It's on... It was on 1.5 acres of, uh, or 40 acres of grounds, and it had a 1.5 acre artificial lake. And it, when it opened, it opened with the tagline, Imagine restoring people's diseased and deranged organs with treatments such as diet, exercise, electric light baths, salt glows, applications of heat packs, and sciotal electricity, and enemas. A whole lot of enemas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots, Lots of, of butt, butt stuff. stuff. Nothing will make you straighten your yeah. shit up quicker. <laughs> no pun intended. If, if you got a migraine, butt stuff. get an enema. Depressed, get an enema. Can't get it up, get an enema. I digress. Why did, why did they think that back in the day? Like, what, what was their base around that? Like, how? Like, why? There's nutritional value to enemas because your, your rectum, I guess, overall is one of the most absorbent – uh, mucous membranes in the body. So that's why you have the problem, number one, with like drug mules who shove, you know, Coke balloons up their butts. Mm -hmm. And if one of those balloons break, then they can OD or just go out of their mind for a little while is because your rectum will suck up any kind of medicine or any kind of nutrients rather quickly. Mm -hmm. And there's an episode of My Strange Addiction where they do coffee Ugh. enemas. And you basically like you can get a do-it-yourself kit. You shove a – now, guys, this is in no way a direction <laughs> I'm going to leave steps out on purpose. Do not try this at home based off of our suggestion or what you think you heard as an instruction from us. Um, you basically insert the uh, the tube into your anus um, and then you make a cold brew coffee, which is already a concentrated coffee. Mm -hmm. And then you put that into your funnel, almost like a beer bong. It's like it's like bonging a beer in your butt or what do they call that? Yeah, butt bonging. <laughs> yeah, and you're going you're gonna to elevate your um, – Pelvis. You're, well, no, you're going to keep your pelvis down. You're going to elevate your source, so like your bucket or your funnel of coffee, and you're going to shove the hose in your butt, and then you're just going to run that coffee into your and butt. hold it in there. And then your, your <clears throat> rectum is going to absorb all that caffeine. And then, of course, it goes in there. And another part of an enema is to rinse out your butt, like to clean out your rectum in case you're backed up or whatever. And so after you're done, of course, you stand up and immediately just shit your ass off in the toilet. So it's preferred that people in the, on the My Strange Addiction episode were doing this in their bathroom. And it's pretty quaint because it'd have like towels and blankets, kind of like a little, you know, comfy pallet set up on the floor. And they just read a book for half an hour. Aww. And they stand up and then they, quote, evacuate. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, you hmm. get a coffee buzz you know, from the gods and they're like, oh yeah, I mean, basically I just, I do a coffee enema and I'll clean the house for five hours straight. So it almost sounds like a natural form of meth. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also like back in before like the twenties when in the late 1800s and like enemas became popular before that it was like bloodletting because it, it was thought that 
all the bad shit that would make you like depressed and sad or sick would be in your blood. So they would do bloodletting or do like, you know, where they would shove leeches on you to get all that out. And so it, it kind of transformed from blood to, well, you know, your colon holds all this bad shit. And if we give you an enema and you, you know, shit it all out, then you're getting all those toxins and all those bad things out of your body. So it was kind of like a, you know, like a natural health remedy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I know and that, that uh, folks, all, was your lesson on enemas. Yeah, yeah. And one more one more lesson. Um, in my line of work, when I work with people with uh, disabilities, whether it be physical, mental, or intellectual, sometimes yeah. they have medical problems. And um, the only time I've ever had to be knowledgeable on enemas is for uh, intense seizures. There is an enema that you can give that has this medicine that will stop Intense, intense, long, prolonged seizures. So that's wow. my, that's my only knowledge of of yeah. uh, of enemas. But I know that that I know that works. Yeah. But like when they're yeah. like, mm, this person's hearing ghosts, shove something up yeah. their ass. And, and this is yeah. it'll be awesome. They got like, ghosts yeah. in the blood. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a little bit off topic, but. Um, back in the Mayan times, when like the the speaking about yeah, the, and uh, with the priest, if they wanted <laughs> com- to communicate with the gods, so like all your other cultures, you know, they would like eat mushrooms and drink reindeer piss, but the Mayans would take tobacco uh-huh. leaves and they would like roll it up into like a cone shaped ball, and then the priest would shove that ball up their ass because they their rectum would absorb all that nicotine real quick. And it would give them uh-huh, nicotine uh-huh. poisoning, and then they would start hallucinating, and that's how they got that communication with the gods. So, or they would—that's how they went extinct. Oh, yeah, that too. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, when you because like I have this um, this I don't remember what it's called. It's for my feet. If I start getting neuropathy with my diabetes, um, uh-huh. like when I'm sleeping or something, I can rub this lotion on my feet, and it takes the tingling sensation away. And basically, uh-huh. in my opinion, what it does is just numbs my feet, like the bottoms uh-huh. of my feet. And on there, it like big label, it says, do not put this near any mucous membranes whatsoever because <laughs> it will burn like a motherfucker. <laughs> now, I've never done that. I've never put anywhere near any kind of mouth, ass, whatever you may call, whatever. <laughs> or anything in between. <laughs> yeah, or anything like that. But I can only imagine. But when you said mucous membrane, every time I hear that word, I always think about that. That fucking diabetic foot and, uh, foot nerve <laughs> nerve lotion because like that shit works, man. It's crazy. It's, like, it's weird. The tube is about an inch and a half thick, and in like one inch thick font, it says "Not for yeah. the butt." Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, there's okay, Presto, back on it. So uh, <laughs> we were we were at the Wichita Saint Asylum. Yeah, and so between like 1915 and 1925, they started adding on to it, making it bigger. And by 1925, uh, they had nurses' quarters, they had extra living quarters, and now this facility could hold over 60 people. Um, after the you know after the the uh, beginning of the depression, people stopped going there, so it kind of fell into disarray. And then the Seventh Day Adventists bought it out. It kind of made it into like a just like a day spa, like you know, if you're stressed, depressed, just come here and relax. So they got away from the weird, quirky treatments, and uh, it didn't last long for them either. So this is kind of like a pattern that we started to discuss on the live show that you know people buy this and then they get, you know they start losing money and it closes down and becomes something else. 
Uh, so by the end of the 30s, a guy had bought it out and turned it into Raja's Rabbitory, where he was uh, farming out rabbits uh, for like uh, – you know, pelts and fur and meat. And uh, so he uh, raised over a million dollars from investors and was like, guess what? I'm getting the fuck out of town and left all the rabbits there, <laughs> took all the money. So then a couple years later, the city goes there and they find a bunch of, you know, dead rabbit bodies. Rabbit yeah, ghosts. So like little ghosty <laughs> hippity hops are all over the place now. And uh, so eventually the county was like, man, this like this is on 40 acres. This is like a happening spot. Let's make this the Sedgwick County Hospital. So it became the county hospital and they added more to it. Uh, eventually, patients that were suffering from tuberculosis from the old poor farm got moved there. They died horrible deaths at this location. And it kind of became the spot to where like if you were having a heart attack or Having to go to the hospital, like the last place you wanted to go to was the Sedgwick County Hospital because the way they treated patients were shit. So it eventually shut down and then the city had like a mess on their hands. They're like, what the hell are we going to do now? Tear it down, open a park. And that's basically what it's been ever since. And uh, so at work lately, like I'll be out um, outside on the, the smoker lounge and uh, talk with people. And this guy who grew up in the area had mentioned that uh, when he was a kid that his parents had told him that down the street from there, there was a nun convent and that uh, there was like this underground tunnel system. So like with the fallout shelters, like you could a access it from the nun's convent. But the nuns would use this tunnel system to perform, you know, sacrifices and weird witch seances. And he's like, you know, I don't know if they were just pulling my leg because they didn't want me to, you know, get lost in the tunnels or like the nuns were really doing like freaky shit down there. So there's there's that. <laughs> so you were telling me that story and you talked about how they had an orchard and I did some research as well and found out, you know, that the neighborhood area I live in is called Orchard Breeze. And doing the studying or studying like hell, doing the research you were telling me about uh, for that story, you find out that the orchard that belonged to the sanitarium sprawled way, 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 way westward from the actual facility. Yeah. And that is where uh, Orchard Breeze comes from. It's the giant orchard because uh, the asylum had, you know, a fruit orchard and trees and everything else. Like you said, a, a lake and all that 40 kind of acres stuff. is a fuck ton and of so, land, so – I mean, it's it's pretty big, Huge. and it's not too far from where we live, really. So it just it just makes sense that the orchard area would just have maintained the name. And there's tons of trees. When we moved in, there were I mean, trees they've cut down since then, but it it very much suits its name. But we found kind of a uh, an interesting relationship to that story and the area I live in because um, nothing crazy really has happened at our house. But I've got a guy down the street who told me a story, and I'm going to really kind of summarize this up, too. Um, we were together one evening just kind of hanging out, and I asked him if anything weird ever happened in their house. And he tells me this story of how, you know, his his wife lived in their house before they were both married. And she would report, you know, just strange happenings, figures, um, movement, just weird goings on. Like she could be reading a book, like a novel in the living room, and then something would you know, almost like it would run its fingers through the pages of the book while she's holding it. The pages would all just like flip like, or just weird shit would go on. And then hereditary. 
<laughs> right. And uh, so our neighbor, you know, they get married and he moves in and weird things happen like they have a really nice ornamental um, blanket and it's got tassels hanging down at the the bottom of, you know, one of the edges. And they woke up one morning and found that every five tassels that were hanging down uh, were grouped together and braided very intricately. And so, of course, his wife got a little upset and they asked their daughters, like, hey, did you guys do this? And they're like, no, we didn't touch that. And then uh, they're like, well, that's kind of weird. So they spent like two weeks untying these tassels. And then a couple weeks go by and they wake up again one morning and they're like, what the hell? The tassels have all been braided back together the same way they were before. And like they'll notice, you know, figures out of the corner of their eye or like, you know, I think they said once the aquarium started like the water in the aquarium started sloshing back and forth, but nothing in the house was moving. There was no earthquake. But um, he tells me this one instance where I think he said they had a, a house party and he went in the bathroom to take a leak. And so like, he shuts the door and he's standing there just, you know, relieving himself. And out of nowhere, he feels these two firm hands press on his back and shove him forward hard enough that he has to kind of catch himself on the wall. Nope. Turns around, nobody's there. And so a little time goes by, what have you, and he's at work one day and a woman that frequents his shop comes in and she's a clairvoyant and they've talked a little bit before and she's like, you know, I read people and blah, blah, blah. And so that day she walks in, she's like, hey, would you mind like I've well, can I do a quick reading? I've, I've got a message for you or whatever. And he's like, yeah, sure. And kind of humors her. And she's like, okay, I've got somebody here with me. It's a female. And he starts uh, kind of, kind of, you know, being interested, but still on the fence. And she's like, yeah. And starts listing off things that have happened in the house. And he kind of tunes up a little bit. And then they mention the Afghan, the blanket. And uh, he's like, huh? Like nobody, not a lot of people know about that. And then she starts listing off things that this spirit is telling her that's happened to them that he's told nobody about. And then they're kind of standing there looking at each other. And then she kind of starts to giggle. And she's like, she also wants me to say she's sorry about pushing you in the bathroom. <laughs> and he's like, okay, okay, what the hell's going on, really? And come to find out this spirit has been trying to get the attention of a man who lives on the corner from them that they talk to quite a bit. And to give him a message and he's just not getting the hint. So however you want to play it, you know, the spirits moved down this down the block and he's trying to get their attention. And she's like, you know, you're going to be the courier to give this message down the street to, you know, Harry or what have you, what the guy's name was. And so he goes down there one day and he's like, knocks on this guy's door and come on in. He's like, yeah, I got, you know, the message to give to you and kind of recounts the story of what happened. And, um, Come to find out the name of this uh, the spirit that was going through this medium and talking to uh, you know the neighbor, uh, she was trying to tell him that she had passed away, and so when he tells this guy the name of the spirit, come to find out it's a girl he dated some fifty years prior uh, when he lived in Florida, and she'd recently passed away in an accident, and she was just trying to get his attention to give the message that she had passed away. So kind of a Kind of a cool little love story. It's crazy. And uh, so when I was talking to his wife about the local area, she had mentioned way before Preston, you had read the story and we made the plan to tell that stuff that, you know, our neighborhood used to be all trees. And back when they were putting in some of the first businesses or foundations for houses, it was nothing, um, not uncommon at all for them to find, 
you know, skeletal remains, bones, bodies, and stuff like that that have been buried for years and years and years um, by these trees. And you come to find out that, of course, this land um, not only belonged to the asylum, but it was also a place where your local early settling Wichita you know, mob would execute people and bury their bodies or just leave their bodies out in these orchards uh, whenever they were done wrong. So people who like stole the rum they were running or stole money or whatever, they'd take them out there to the orchards and just, you know, shoot them in the head and leave them there for dead. And then you and I got to talking and find out that this orchard belonged to the asylum. So, I mean, God knows what all is haunting this neighborhood besides the ghosts of, you know, yeah, tuberculosis patients, rabbits and Whatever else. You know, like, and it seems to be a theme really with any sanitarium or like old county hospital that eventually somebody came in and bought out all the old records. And like the, the ones for the Wichita Sanitarium, a archival museum came in, bought them all out and made them like a private collection. So when you go and sign on to the website, it basically just says like patient A1, patient A2, and then just like a death date. You know, they didn't make the details public on, like, how they died, what they died from, what treatment, you know, they received and all this other stuff. So it, it makes it kind of like a mystery. Like, you know, is it because we're trying to hide how bad of a society we were back then and how we treated, like, these mental patients or these tuberculosis uh, patients? You know, like, le- like some of them even had, like, you know, lepers on there. And, you know, what did we do to these people that now that we're making these these records like you know non public access, well, I mean you want to hide that shit because just as I if I remember right, just as our second listener story from Wichicon says like they didn't treat bodies very well, they would drop them down chutes or experiment on them or just bury them or load them up in piles and dump them in big unmarked graves and I mean who wants mm-hmm. a record of that even if there was a record kept. You know, we want to bury that nasty history and pretend like we right. never did it. Um, well, I know the episode might feel a little discombobulated, but uh, we're just trying to connect the dots for what you may have missed. Um, we'll go ahead and take a minute here and we'll tack on a couple uh, stories people shared with us um, from the con. And uh, again, thanks a lot for the the gentleman who came up, John. And um, I missed the guy's name and told the second story, but both of them are uh, really great Um you know, really great for coming up and sharing those stories with us and, and, you know, played along and pretty, pretty interesting stories nonetheless. And then the third story you guys didn't hear. So that'll be fun for you guys to kind of hear that whenever you go back and re-listen to the episode, if you do, but we'll go ahead and play those real quick. And also after that, um, I, one of the listeners and the live audience did come up to me after the show and said that I could tell the story. Um, he wouldn't let me record it. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't catch his name, which is good. So we can kind of keep it anonymous. But if you guys want to hear that, I can tell that. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. That's fine. Perfect. So cool. all right, we'll go ahead and play these for you real quick. Well, last year we went to Atchison, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went on the ghost tour. We also went to the Sally house. And uh, that was, it was kind of interesting because on the ghost tour, we were told the Sally house is not haunted. Right. Um, we were upstairs, and uh, there was a room that, I'm sorry, there was nobody in that room, and a ball come rolling across. <laughs> and we, I went, look, there's nobody in this room. It's okay. Something's going on. And there were some people up there uh, talking to my wife that was like, they were talking to ghosts. They were seeing the ghosts. They, they, the guy was very agitated. And uh, then we went downstairs where they had the spirit box going on. 
And um, all of a sudden, the spirit box is, is uh, talking, and it's John. And Leslie heard my name, and she's like, right up the stairs. She was like, <laughs> no way. She, she was like, I'm gone. But uh, yeah, it, it was quite an interesting uh, experience. Interesting. So I, I, I highly recommend going and checking it out. Uh-huh. Um, we thought about doing the overnight, but she, yeah, she's saying no. She's shaking her head no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you've heard it from us. It's there you all, go. Heck yeah. My, awesome. My brother-in-law, he, he's got some stories. Uh-huh. His name's Paul. He can tell you some stories. Really? From lie. Sally House or other places? No, from, from other places. Okay, perfect. Um, he, he lives out in the country, and mm-hmm. um, he's moved to another house, but he had a ghost that, I mean, there was a ghost there. And, yeah. And, and basically, he'd just have to say, stop it. Stop it, George. And... The, the ghost would stop messing with, but he's he's got some great stories. Wow, awesome! Um, I know one. He when I was a kid, he told me about he was sitting in a house, and someone told him about the ghost in the house, and he made fun of the ghost. Sure. And a uh, ashtray, a glass ashtray, flew across the room. Nobody was near it. it landed right on the wall next to him, and he immediately <laughs> apologized. Uh, sorry. Right. Right. Sorry, guys. But wow. Wow. Interesting. But that, that, that's that's what, what we experienced up at the Sally House. Huh. Well, yeah, give him our information. We'd love to hear more stories from him. That'd be awesome. Okay. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank man. you. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Yeah, most definitely. Thanks, John. Thanks, Has anybody else out there been to Sally House before? Anybody? No? Nobody else? You should all go. Yeah, I want to yeah. go. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Does anybody out there have stories they want to tell us? Anything creepy happened to you? Yeah, that's okay. It doesn't have to be local. Get up here. Come on up. Yeah, come on up, man. Bring your guns with you. Uh, they, can't, they can't be banned, man. <laughs> Come on up. Take a load off in the hot seat. Awesome. I'm gonna well, get I don't know if you guys are pretty... Uh, Oop, that's okay. Shit. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are know, uh, remember this story back in the 70s and 60s. There was this um, house... See, people back in those days, they didn't take care of their mentally challenged family members. We heard. They sent them to this place, I think it was in Pennsylvania. No, it was in Pennsylvania. I think it was Easton or Reading. Well, one time we decided to go up there, and, like, there was nothing but bad feelings. You get this, like, pit in your stomach where yeah. you're just, like, getting ready to throw up. But uh, <clears throat> there was this shoot where, uh, you know, it could be closed, but, you know, from what... The story goes is there was a lot of dead people and mistreated uh, handicapped people that were just disappeared. Nobody would come and claim them because nobody cared about them. So yeah. they just left them there. So, like, um, they never found any bodies, but a lot of them were missing. Uh-huh. So the story goes is they would throw them down the chute and just let them, like, you know... Decompose. That, yeah, decompose yeah. down there. We heard a lot of noises coming from that chute. It was just like, not like your just normal like banging and everything. Mm-hmm. It was like a rumbling. Oh wow! Like, like a, somebody was trying to like, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, you get push your attention. something. You get your attention there, and uh, I turned three sheets of white. You know, <laughs> like I, I, I ran out of there. You never seen a fat man run so fast out of that place. <laughs> now, is it? 
is it like you can and anybody can go there and visit this place? Well, it's condemned. Really, I wouldn't suggest going in there for health reasons. Yeah, mold us. Uh, uh, Right, tons of wildlife, um, snakes, stuff like that, probably too. Well, there's not that many snakes that'll mess with you in Pennsylvania. True. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> other than the Diamondback, but they're pretty much scared of you. Uh, asbestos uh, building, the half of the building, last time I went there, half of the building collapsed. Oh, wow. So, like, the part where the chute was and, like, the main stairs that go all the way down through the building are left because it's kind of like its strongest point. Yeah. Um, but... Other than that, I would at least bring a respirator going. Wow, that's crazy. That is wicked. Have you been back since? Um, Actually, that same year, I moved to Kansas. Ah. So, um, no, my sister goes back there. She flies a drone over at night. She, she Safer. Got the, yeah. She she got this night vision drone. And so she goes over there, and she usually sees, like, shit on the... Oh, that's all right. On, <laughs> first one's free. Uh, I'm sorry. Crap on the, on the ceiling. Like, they're, you know, just... Just like I don't know if it's dust or spectral, but like if you have a if you have a, like a some I can send you these videos. Yeah, man, we'll get you our email. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. 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 Yeah, cool, dude. Thank you so hey, much. Thank Appreciate you for having me up. Yeah. There. Oh yeah, man. Thanks for coming up. How are we doing on time? Uh, it's like one forty. <laughs> oh yeah. One, one, one more story, you think? <laughs> no, we, that mic squall just coming from me. That's all I'm saying. We got anybody else? One more story. You in the back? Welcome. With the headband. <laughs> Anybody else got anything they want to share with the class? Cool, go ahead whenever you're ready. Okay, so the year before last year uh-huh. is work. And, you know, I heard like off to the left of me, uh-huh. but not in the way of, you know, you're hearing me now. But, like, let's say if two people had tel- uh, telepathy. Okay, sure. You know. So I was standing there, and then I heard like a guy screaming, then just, you know, tons of females just. You know, and just a group just screaming. Uh huh. Really intense. And, you know, I looked, it was just for the briefest moment, you know, nothing there. But um, it wasn't until the following, you know, I thought about it all day. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, it's like, what the hell? You know, kind of <laughs> sound like a portal of hell opened up uh-huh. where you could just hear. No doubt, huh? Well, it wasn't until. Um, that following Monday, because it was, I think it was Wednesday when it happened. Mm-hmm. That following Monday, I get a call from my dad's brother, who I hardly ever, ever talked to, and he just called me out of blue and told me that my dad died, you know, committed suicide. Oh man, I'm, that's terrible. So I think it was him uh-huh. trying to speak upon, you know, like yeah, 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 one final the message, grave, yeah, you know, and. Wow. Didn't really say anything. There's just a bunch of screaming. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Now, roughly the same time, do you know? Right around the same, did you find out? Uh, no, they, I mean, like the, the, uh, detectives and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And the, the more, uh, the mortician, Mm -hmm. you know, they said, you know, about that time. Give or take. Sure, yeah. Week, but, you know, he was still in his pajamas, so I think it was... Yeah. yeah, a little bit later on in the night. Wow! Because he had a he had a cracked vertebrae in his back. Okay, and it messed with the sciatic nerve. So he he uh, there's a lot of sleep, de- sleep deprivation uh, where yeah. he you know just could not sleep but twenty minutes at a time. Uh huh. 
And then, um, which led to blacking out. Yeah, I mean, that plays hell on a body, sure. And uh, the detective even went, and, you know, trying to put together a case. Uh-huh. Um, we went to local gun shops and where he visited and they right. said how you know he, he looked like he lost a lot of weight and he wasn't doing well sure sure man not to mention that a year before that he lost his bomb dentures oh no yeah and he thinks he threw it away and he sure. didn't have money to get you know any new ones so yeah. he couldn't really eat oh yeah 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 besides yeah. you know soup and whatnot sure sure yeah but anyways um yes his neighbors you know was getting concerned because they haven't seen him and so they called called the property manager to come and and that's when they discovered him wow but yeah so we don't know if it happened when he blacked out or what yeah sure sure yeah it's hard to say that's interesting man that's thank you for sharing that yeah that's crazy so, you know, it kind of stood out in my mind, like, oh, man, you know, I guess he's stuck in hell and trying to tell me, hey, man, it's real, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. One final but, message before he goes, yeah. huh? That's wicked, man. Well, I, I hate to hear about your dad, but thank you for sharing this story, yeah, man. That's no fantastic. Yeah, because I haven't even, I've never even told my wife about it. No this. kidding, huh? Yeah. Wow, man. Well, it takes some guts sometimes to share that stuff because you don't know who to tell. Or who's going to listen to stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, because I, it didn't make sense until until that following Monday, whenever I got the call. Well, thanks again um, for you guys who shared those stories. Thanks for being good sports. And, uh, you know, whether you shared it on stage or pulled me aside, that's pretty awesome. And we really do appreciate that. And Preston, go ahead and tell us uh, tell us what you heard. So a uh, audience member came up after we were done with the show and just kind of pulled me inside and said, you know, it's probably not. You know, the subject matter, I probably shouldn't tell it out loud, but he's like, uh, you know, I, I bought a house in uh, South Wichita about two and a half, three years ago. And, uh, we, you know, we would hear kind of like strange sounds at night and just kind of have these eerie feelings here and there. And uh, so I started to talk to the previous owner and come to find out that his dad had passed away in the basement. And he's like, okay, okay. And uh, he's like, well, you know, my, my, my girlfriend, um, well, she's a little bit of a freak, and, uh, you know, I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but she's into that SMBD, whatever that shit's called, and, uh, which, you know, I like I said, I, I'm not a freak or anything, and I, I don't think bad of people who are into that, but uh, she wanted me to uh, partake in that and help her along, and uh, so one night, you know, I got her uh, tied to the bed and, you know, doing her thing, whipping her, and... Next thing I know, books are flying off the shelves and uh, stuff's <laughs> crashing around the house. And I said to myself, this, this fucking house is possessed. And I don't think the demon likes this weird, freaky sex shit. And that's it. That's the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so was his girlfriend like really into it? She's like, yeah. <laughs> she starts flying off. Uh, it's okay. Just, just finish. Don't stop. <laughs> Oh hell yeah, man! Yeah, that was a pretty uh, fruitful uh, yeah. Wichicon, man. That was a good time. Heck yeah! Hell yeah! Cool. Well, did you want to, Steve? Did you want to go ahead and chat a little bit about Hereditary? Yeah, we can. So yeah, for those of you who have not seen the movie Hereditary yet, uh, make your way out. Please go check that out. Support it. Um, it's a very very fun uh, instant classic, in, in my opinion, man. Uh, Presto, you haven't seen it yet, right? This weekend we have the kids. Next weekend we are kid-free, so I think we're going to try to go out next weekend and check it out. Uh, take the kids. You'll be all right. It, it's actually a pretty great movie to take kids to, I think. Yeah. 
if you want them to be taken yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> you have a son, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll do our best to kind of give it the least spoilery. I don't think we're going to spoil anything, honestly. Yeah, at all. Um, yeah. At all. Just a little chat about, about the, the workings of it and whatnot. So just the, the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because we live in a social media world and any kind of marketing for any type of movie now, it's always like, too scary to see in theaters. The scariest movie ever. The scariest movie since this. The scariest movie since that. And like, I'm just like, shut the fuck up. I'm t- so right. tired of hearing that. It's so lame. I know Sean, you were in the same boat. And yeah. I watched the trailer, and I really like Tony Collette. I think she's great. Um, she she was so killer in The Sixth Sense, and like, I don't know. I just I really like her her as an actress. Uh, I went into this movie completely blind, other than watching. The one trailer, uh, there's probably multiple trailers, but I saw the, the one main trailer. Um, and it has this girl. She kind of looks like she has some kind of deformity or something like that. I don't really yeah, know. Disability or yeah. something. She's got some very striking, abnormal facial features. Yeah, we'll call and it. in the movie, they show baby pictures of her, and, she's, and the baby does have uh, similar facial features as that, too. So I don't know if that's just because sometimes, like, when you watch a movie, They'll use like real people's baby pictures and then yeah. digitally edit them into things. So I think that's what they did here. Um, well, the actress that plays the baby, um, you and I talked about it. She does not have the facial um, features you would call – I don't want to sound like a dick. I don't want to say deformities. The facial mm-hmm. features um, that, the act- that the character does. But she does have a very unique um, look to her. So some of that is, is, is makeup on whatever – yeah, it looked like a lot okay. of those like prosthetics. They they yeah. really just kind of amped up the uh, the look. Yeah, and in the movie, you kind of get the vibe that she has some kind of disability, whether it be yeah, intellectual or physical. And yeah, something's very unique about her, whether she's just yeah. a wicked introvert or what. And she has like a what in my field of work they call ticks. So she'll be like, mm. like that with her with her mouth. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you know you watch this trailer and you're like, oh my god, this little girl's so creepy. Like you know and. I, that's what you kind of give the vibe from the trailer. And you also get a vibe that this grandma that just recently passed away, you kind of get the vibe that she's kind of weird. And then you get a vibe that the mom's kind of weird. Then the son's kind of weird. And you don't really know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and the name the name of the movie kind of makes you think that it's called Hereditary. So you think like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Or something yeah. to do with, with the family. Um, and then like you told – because you went and saw it before I did and you were like – just don't expect jump scares. Don't expect it's. it's I think sl- I sold it to you slow, as like a, a yeah, slow burn. A, a slow burn, <laughs> which a lot of people said that they were like it's a slow burn, and and like I went and watched it, and and I did. I got that vibe at the very beginning. It's like a slow burn, but yeah. I was hooked. And there's one scene that is so like like literally jaw dropping, like literally jaw dropping, yep. and yeah. I. <laughs> I couldn't I like I was like what like the whole audience so there's probably maybe 30 people in the audience and they were, everybody was yeah. like what the fuck like and I just stood there with my mouth open the gape like I was like what what just happened and yep. and then after that it's just do, 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 like just constant like your mind fucked over and over and over again yeah. and the the filmography in this movie like they do this really cool camera transition where they have like a this house is really unique. I, I wouldn't even say it, man. I wouldn't even give that part away. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. The house, the house is really unique, and where the house is located in, it's kind of got like a wooded area around it, but it's not like yeah, in the, the woods. 
It's yeah, the set piece is just really unique. Yeah, and then the way they do this these camera transitions is so fucking cool, and it even makes yeah. it even weirder. And like this movie, like there's images that you're never gonna unsee. When my mom was <laughs> when my mom was young, she went and she tells me she still quotes this all the time. She says when she was young, she got to go see Exorcist in the theaters. Uh huh. And it literally like. Back then, you were so desensitized now. We can yeah. see stuff like this, and we won't walk out of theaters. Back then, yep. people fainted. Yeah, you you, uh, oh, yeah. you don't unsee the let Jesus fuck you scene. Like, for 1970, yeah. that was hardcore. Like, holy shit, they put yeah. that in a movie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, yeah, especially or for that the, time, the yeah. spider walk where they took that... They had that originally in the movie. Then, because it was so intense, they they fucking sent out a recut of the movie to be played in theaters because that was too insane. Yeah, and yeah, and and to me, that is so phenomenal. It's just like I watched this video this week of a documentary about Michael Jackson's moonwalk for the first time, and I'd never uh-huh. I'd never seen the history of that. And when he unveiled that to the world, he did it in a special way at this like special award show type thing. Yeah, and. uh and like, he didn't and even like, he didn't even tell the uh, yeah nobody the like, choreographers he yeah. he yeah they came and they practiced and they did the cut they did mm-hmm. the run through they did the warm up and he never did it until that night yeah and people and people like I started reading comments and like researching more about it people that were in in the theater at that time while they were watching that live passed out screamed ran out of the theater in a panic because they thought they thought it was magic. They thought it was fucking witchcraft. <laughs> it's mass hysteria, yeah, people. He, he, defied, he defied gravity, and they were like, there's no way that was real. They freaked the fuck out. Yeah. And yep. it's the same people, way. Yeah. Like my, my mom said that it was it was so insane, so intense when she saw it when she was young, and, and it stuck with her this whole time. And then when yep. they make this, they say the scariest movie since Exorcist, that's kind of what they say. And in a way – it's not really because it's not really scary, scary per se, but yeah. it's, ha- it's it's a haunting image. It's imagery that you're never you going go. to get out of your head. There you go. Ever. That, like, that's ever. a good way to put it. Because in an age of like the Conjurings and the Annabelles mm-hmm. and the Unfriendeds and all that, like we're <laughs> we were we're <laughs> we were kind of in a drought um, yeah. when it came to horror. And I always say it time and time again. I. I usually refuse to watch a lot of PG-13 horror movies, at least in theaters, because there's so uh, so much a letdown. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, this was a good movie because I heard about this back in January when um, our good friend Seth and Q, when they went to Sundance, they go every year, and he's like, man, this this movie is being, like, just passed around um, in the vernacular as being, like, something you have to go see. And it's so just people were saying it's the scariest movie they've ever seen. And he's like, it's the one movie we just didn't get to go see. Cause I guess you got to kind of pick and choose what you go. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like a warp tour in a way, like here's the schedule, see what you want to see the most. And you're going to miss out on stuff. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, you got to check it out, check it out. And so like, I watched the trailer, I think when they finally released it in like January or February and then sat on it for so long. And, Horror and and the word scary is open to interpretation, and yeah, it's you know extreme. it's in the eye of the viewer. So to me, I'm like, okay, the scariest movie since Exorcism. I didn't see Exorcist uh, um, until probably two years ago for the first time in my life because, like you said, Steve, my mom literally made me swear to her, um, <laughs> yeah. swear to her legitimately. I would refuse. I would never watch that movie because of yeah. how 
how bad it affected her and how much it scared her. And I'm like, what is this movie? So like all the, you know, uh, the the forbidden fruits, I finally watched it. I got the director's cut. It's got the spider walking. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I finally watched it, but like, yeah, I waited until I was probably 30 or 31 to finally watch that movie. Mm -hmm. And it was good for the time. I mean, shit for now, it was great. Mm -hmm. And, that's kind of I'm, – I'm not trying to put it on a pedestal because some people have said this movie was just terrible. They didn't like it. Go into it just wanting to see a good film. And I think, Steve, you said the word haunting. I think it's the most haunting movie I've ever seen. Scary. Yeah. Like yeah scary. Yeah. It's definitely top top ten, maybe top five as far as like the overall picture. When you're done watching the movie, it's kind of like what the fuck just happened? Yeah, because you, you said on Facebook you were like, well, this movie's great. The Quiet Place is great, but this movie is better than that. And I was like, dude, there, there's no fucking way. Because yeah. The Quiet Place fucked me up so bad. My muscles tensed up. Like, <laughs> yeah. This one, my muscles didn't tense up, but my mind did. Like, yeah. I came home and, like, I was just, I was just, I, I couldn't think right. Like, yeah. And I had dreams over the, the that night. And, like, it was weird, man. Like, it was, it's just, oh, damn, it is so, so yeah. good. I had dreams too. It's funny you said that. I had dreams about it too. And it's also this great movie like you're going to watch it and maybe you you might unwrap the entire mystery before you walk out of the theater. Or like for me, like a dude, I overheard this like high school kid and his girlfriend and he's just like – he's picking it apart in a good way, like dissecting it. And he's like, and then this happens and this happens. And that explains this and this is that. And she's like, would you just shut the fuck up, you nerd, like giving him a hard time. Mm-hmm. And then I overhear it and I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't think about that. Holy shit. And then Shayla goes, would you just shut the fuck up, you big nerd? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like you know, the next morning I'm like, oh my god. It's like an onion. The more you pull the layers back, it's just it gets better and better. There's so much more to it. So it's uh, it's just yeah. good. And and you may see it and think it's a giant waste of your time, people. And I, I hope that doesn't happen. But go into it. Just don't expect it to be the most scary movie you've ever seen in your life. But I, I hope it turns out to be something very unique and very, very fun. Yeah, and to, to me, it's it's a movie like if you like horror and you like suspense, you have to see this movie in theater because it's just it. It, it adds to that element. Like I don't think that – I think if you watch this at home, it wouldn't have the same the same impact. Yeah. And and I, he, go ahead. At the movie, um, we're sitting there and, and in, in comes Leaf and he, he's like, oh, he's like – I was like, what's up, dude? He's like, oh, not much. He's like, it's like the wife's busy. She's got her, her band practice tonight and the kids are busy. So he's like, I get movie night. And I'm like – and he's like, I want to <laughs> see this movie. And after the movie, we were just like, holy shit. Like that – like they – that was a – an insane he's like that's the top three in the last couple years in the top three or four movies like that get out and quiet place like it that was incredible yeah he said everything he's like he's like it's crazy how much sound helps with that movie too Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. and i was like it's true man i was like fuck it's so good yep i'm kicking myself for never seeing under the skin in theaters because that soundtrack is almost like the most important character of a movie for some Mm -hmm. movies and uh, yeah. yeah, it's good. And I'm glad that Leaf said that too because I really hold his opinion on horror very yeah. high. And that's what I'd say. Like we're getting some pretty great treats lately. And we Preston, are, you can finally start talking now. You can come out of timeout because um, you saw Get Out, right? <laughs> are you there? Is he, did he, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wakey, 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 wakey. Um, you saw you snaky. saw Get Out, right? Yeah, I've seen uh, Get Out. I it's on my fucking okay, Voodoo awesome. account that you have right now. 
<laughs> well, hell, did you go see Quiet Place yet? Uh, we uh, we saw that. Uh, that was the first movie we saw at the AMC. So, oh, okay, cool. So, I mean, what did you think of those two movies, Get Out and Quiet Place? Are you, are you on the uh, the bandwagon, or do you think they were terrible? Uh, no, I actually um, i i enjoyed I enjoyed both those movies. Uh, I I thought that uh, you, you know the Quiet Place because I. How much was not spoken during that movie, and how much their facial expressions carried on so much emotions, oh, yeah. and just the cinematography yeah. in that movie. Um, you know, from an artistic standpoint, I'm like, fuck yeah. Get Out was a really just like a fucking mind bender. Like, holy shit, I did not see that coming. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, those. I still think I still think my twist would have been a lot better, <laughs> but. So this is a statute of limitations, whatever. The movie's fucking been out forever. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. Spoiler. I'm giving you a spoiler for Get Out. I'm giving you a spoiler. Mute for the last couple of minutes, maybe like a minute. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, letting all the listeners know. And get Actually, out. hey, if you want, do you want to give your spoiler after the credits are over of the episode? Yeah. Would that be better? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do yeah. that. Okay. After the after the outro, guys, come back for a major spoiler. And don't that? waste your time on Word. Annabelle. That was a, I watched that on Voodoo because it's on the free <laughs> movies on Voodoo. I got fucking bored. I went <laughs> right. go, I took a, like a fifteen minute shit. I came back. The movie's still playing. I'm like, oh my god, just what? <laughs> it's fifteen minutes. Why am I doing this to myself? I, I think, think it's gonna be <laughs> Preston. I think you should have a coffee enema. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you just sat there like hoping it was over. But you know, like what movie uh, a lot of people didn't like, but, but the soundtrack and like the music, uh, Sinister. I really dug the the the, the music, oh, yeah. and the, it just added that creepy element. Um, the second one was kind of a pile of shit, but the first one um, is pretty rad. Oh, yeah, and that's on your Voodoo account that I'm pirating too. Yeah. So I'll I check wanna, that out sometime. I can't wait for Suspiria remake. Because that looks, oh, really, dude. that yeah. trailer was um, pretty fucking cool. As long just, uh, as long yeah. like the 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 new soundtrack does sound cool. I really hope that they're just saving that remixed main main theme song. I they have to, man. That's so iconic. Yeah, they, I would have I would to really. I would really hope that they would do that. Yeah, just the title track Suspiria is just fucking again. It's a movie where the soundtrack is almost one of the most pivotal characters in yeah. the fucking movie, man. But. Yeah, we're get, we're getting a lot of a lot of great horror treats lately, and that's I mean, Get Out and A Quiet Place and Hereditary are just three fucking magnificent movies for all the right reasons, and some of them are very separate reasons. But yeah, dude, Hereditary also like very much like a huge huge nod to like seventies horror, man. You know, or like there's not you don't have to have a dude cutting somebody's throat with a fucking three inch or three foot long machete to be horror. You know, or like in Get Out, it's psychological. It was a great, like, it was a great nod to Rod Serling and like Twilight Zone. Yeah, it was an extended Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, that's that's what it was yeah. essentially. And yeah. what was great about that movie too? Not a lot of gore. Yeah, not at all. Kind of like the original Halloween. I don't even, I don't remember. Did Halloween one have any blood in it at all? It's been so long yeah. time seeing it. I'm pretty sure it had some. I don't remember if the caveat was that movie had zero blood in it or what, but again, get out. There was only like a, that, that one really big scene that had blood in it towards the end for the most part. Like everything else is pretty much just a very much like a mind fuck. Just a, what the fuck is going on? And then of course, you know, a quiet place was just fucking edgier seat suspense. And I mean, it plays well for different people. If you have kids, that's an extra added part where you're like, Oh God, like how do I, how do you manage that? 
protecting a family of, you know, kids grow up and that's what they do. They just talk and they never shut up and you have to learn, you know, not to speak. So, ah, so much good movies. This half hour episode just got an extra half hour of us just talking about movies again. (laughs) Every single time, guys, this is going to be a quick one. 50 minutes later, we're still talking. (laughs) We hit record and Steve's like, oh, by the way, I just want to mention one quick thing about hereditary and then. Yeah, right. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I mean, shit, we should celebrate good cinema, most definitely. And if you guys get a chance, check out Under the Skin. It's a Scarlett Johansson movie that uh pretty good. It's kind of in the same vein as those last three movies. Just a real what-the-fuck kind of movie. Yeah, I remember when you were like, you got to watch this movie. I watched it, and I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Deflated yeah. balloon, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Well, it's it's an hour, guys. Should we go ahead and cut it and yeah, let's yeah, cool. move on. Hell yeah. All right. What do you want to plug, Steve? Instagram b i g s t three p h three n. Same on Xbox, just with a space between the big and the Steven. Uh, check me there out on go. there on Xbox and and all that stuff. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Right, well, check out our uh, our Instagram uh, p x l paranormal. Same as the Twitter handle as well. And yep. follow us on there. We'll be updating that soon and everything like that. Oh, yeah. And check out old episodes of your podcast. Oh, indeed, man. I know you guys are um, on a bit of a standstill for now until yeah. a couple of things clear up. Um, but yeah, I've been thinking yeah. about doing doing some like solo, like just single topic shows. Yeah, that's cool, man. There. It's just it's it hard to do a single um, person podcast for me anyway because I just don't think I'm interesting just talking by myself. But – uh, well, I mean, whatever you got to do, uh, it'd be fun. What if you, we could do an episode, man, of scary games? Yeah, that'd be fun. Have Presto and I on there. We could do an episode of scary games, man. And then scary yeah. movies with listener Danny. Oh, oh yeah, Danny. yeah, our buddy Danny. Um, <laughs> yeah, whoopsies, we can bleep that out. Yeah, our buddy Danny has been wanting to kind of do an episode for a while, and I think we're going to do an episode, side episode, old roundtable. We're going to dig up mm-hmm. the round table from the grave and, and do an episode on horror movies. From the grave. <laughs> Maybe we can get Brady in on that too, man. Maybe yeah, that'd can, be fun. He'd love be it. awesome. Yeah, hell yeah. So, And then uh, check out Pixelated Sausage, our buddy Mark, our silent member. He's got a podcast. Speaking of solo casts. Yeah. Yeah. Check that out. Good stuff. And uh, Presto, what do you got, man? Well, if you guys want a beard, need a beard know a beard or your beard's just plain old crusty shine that shit up with a good old can of <laughs> big dobs beard bomb hell yeah big dobs beard bomb.com and use promo code yeah. i don't know i always forget it that's your area you always forget it p x l p a r a p as in paranormal x is in x files l is in loch ness p as in Pterodactyl, A as in I always don't know what to use A for, R as in really scary, and A as in ass. <laughs> ass enemas. Use ass, promo code ass. PXLPARA for 20% off your entire order. Oh, my cat just scared the hell out of me. I heard like the sound of metal clanking. He just knocked a plate off of the end table that had a fork on it. It's like you said, your cactus. Yeah. My cactus. Yeah. You do. I do have my one. My cactus scared the shit <laughs> yeah, out of me. Right. Oh, man. Hell yeah, guys. All right. And then uh, check out Sports Car Unleashed. Word for all your racing yeah, the needs. The one podcast Sean yes. has never listened to but loves the hell out of. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
First time listener, long time caller. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much. And we will be back on Target on episode 62 coming up your way. And we're going to talk about some very, uh, very interesting stuff about a very interesting place. So catch us next time, guys. Thank you so much. And enjoy your week. Peace. Word. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. You have two ways. One, email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, we have that set up too. Dial us at 707-523-4263. Again, that's 707-523-4263. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. All right. Okay. So my idea for Get Out, when they reveal that um, we take this person's brain and put it into the body of an African American person of stature that is, you know, athletic and fit, mm-hmm. all this stuff like this, uh, usually younger. When they talk about that, they talk about how uh, I'm pretty sure they say something about like German, German family, German doctor, something like that. Okay. Uh-huh. A little bit early in the movie, I was like, man, I think it'd be awesome if they come from a family of Nazis that went into hiding and they were actually Nazi doctors. And like, there's all this like weird like Nazi lore of like taking a head and putting it on another body or species. Oh, and, like, yeah, they were yeah, doing, yeah. Like they were Dr. Messing, uh, yeah. Oh, his name, the monkey head transplant doctor, yeah. Robert White yeah. or whatever. And yeah, yeah, Joseph Stalin's monkey army. Yeah. So I thought... So I thought I thought that would be dope that if that's what that's where they were gonna go with it. And when they said German, I was like, Yep, they're fucking Nazis. Like they're they're Nazis that, that went into hiding after, you know, they abolished the SS and all this shit. And yeah. then they just continued that research and then perfected it to do that. And like Interesting. Interesting. So, but then it turned out it didn't do that. And it was still a great movie and I loved how how it ended, but I thought that would be pretty cool. Nineteen forty five, Hitler's like nine nine nine. Uh, get out. He's like, nah, 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 man. <laughs> oh, wow, Preston. <laughs> um, if you guys ever want to watch some really fun videos, check out um, Jordan Peele doing his fa- reading his fan theories. People send in fan theories about the movie and like their thoughts on it and stuff like that. And like basically, like they've kind of like what you did, Steve, they take an aspect of the movie and they're like, so is this, this, and this really this, mm-hmm. this, and this? And there's a couple of them where like, okay, so what we're thinking here is by this blah, 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 you technically meant this and this goes to that and this is the history behind that, right? And he kind of looks at the camera and he's like, oh shit, that's really good. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that oh. shit happens a lot with movies that are, oh, sure, that man. make, that make you think. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Um, if you guys want to see another one, I should have mentioned it during the regular show. Um, check out 
and you got it. You can't watch the American remake. You got to watch the original. Read a little bit of subtitles. It won't kill you. Check out the original version of Martyrs. Um, Martyrs was a horror movie. I believe originally it was French. I think I've seen that. I think I don't know if you. I've been telling you to watch it. I don't know if you did yet, but you'd you'd especially like it, Steve. Um, and I'm pressing you dig it too. It's very artsy as well. Check that movie out sometime. Make sure you watch the unrated. Make sure you watch the original French. Don't waste From your 2008. time. 2008 with the Americanized fucking garbage pile that they did because you know when America makes a remake of a foreign horror movie, they're like. Yeah, that'd be great. We're going to remake it, but we're going to miss the entire point of the whole story just so we can torture some topless chicks. Yeah. And they just they, they fucking ruin it. Mm. And I was so mad. So fucking mad. Is this on Netflix? Original? No, I've got the file. If you can't find it, I'll send you the file. Yeah, Pirating cool. is bad, kids. Um, yeah, Damn, I've, I've, American Horror Story Season 8, Coven, or Coven and Murder House crossover confirmed. Well, there you go. That'll be cool because I liked the Coven and I liked Murder House. So yeah, I just if they throw some asylum in there and answer that one question on asylum, where the fuck do the aliens go? Yeah. <laughs> or did just you guys watch aliens episode? No shit. Did you guys watch uh, Roanoke? Yes, at all? I actually I I liked that one. So I didn't I didn't think I, I watched was the first like ha- half of it. Of that weird like the. Meta uh, like, fourth wall, you know how, like MTV does all those shows where, like you know, they do the interviews on the side with the cast or whatever. Well, uh, I didn't, yeah, yeah, like real yeah, world and stuff. I didn't think I was gonna like that aspect of it, but then as the it started pro- to progress, I'm like, damn, this man, what, what's going on? Like, fuck, and I was, I just got like you know absorbed in it. So, yeah, yeah, it was good. The last season, whatever it was called, cult. Um, you know what? I don't care what people's political beliefs are. I'm not necessarily a fan of the guy, but when you make an entire season of a show about your hatred for the president, I don't care if I'm on your side. Don't fucking use 11 episodes or 13 episodes to get your fucking political point yeah. across. That's just a waste yeah. of everybody's fucking I didn't, time. I didn't watch it. It looked boring to the, me. It it had so many chances. Yeah. So many chances to be good. And, you know, the, the best the best part of that whole series was the very beginning when uh quicksilver whatever that actor's name is uh yeah evan Evan peters Peters, uh uh puts cheetos in a blender and then makes a orange face paint and starts painting his face orange when he knows that trump is winning (laughs) the election (laughs) (laughs) that part that part was funny they just they (laughs) they had so many chances the theme could have been okay but it's like in my in my personal opinion like him or don't like him, don't let – don't put Trump in there as your main antagonist. You could have easily made a guy look just like him and made a character look just like Hillary and got the point across without beating it into our face. But I do commend the boldness of just getting right out there and just swinging your dick and being like, no, boom, this guy right here, I don't like him. But then mm-hmm. like it just became an entire season about how much he hated Trump. And I just I couldn't fucking get behind it, man. And it was so convoluted. And every great scene or every great idea was just fucking overcasted by so many fucking plot holes and dipshit moves. And every twist that came was just a bigger bore. But um, on anyway, on Roanoke, um, there was an episode where they find the kid's yellow coat um, up in the fucking tree. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like way up there on like her fucking redwood. And I got so excited. I'm like, fuck yeah, fucking aliens, man. It's aliens. I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. aliens. <laughs> and then, nope, nope, sorry, guys. We're just going to fucking just give you the tip and then never bring it back. Maybe it was Kathy Bates's ghost. <laughs> One of the six characters she played in that. <laughs> that I, yeah. I just, I, I think Cuba Gooding Jr. is a weird dude. Yeah, like that's acting true. style and just and personally, like, or yeah. like as a show person. me the money. So I just couldn't. Yeah, yeah, I just couldn't get in. I couldn't get into. Um, I don't know. I don't. Well, it's the secret that, was Kathy Bates actually was playing Cuba Gooding Jr. That was the weird thing. Wait, for real? <laughs> no, oh, no. Okay. Just got I, was, so I thought you, I thought you meant like her, her character was playing oh. him and like something <laughs> stupid shit like that. No, no. Like, I don't know. No. I just I didn't. I liked it when I was watched it, and then that whole reality TV thing. Like, I hate reality yeah. TV. Like I can't fucking stand it. The only thing I've ever watched, and it's pretty much the epitome of reality TV, was the Jersey Shore, and I watched that as a guilty pleasure because I was like, these people are fucking nuts. They but had like, a reunion any, episode, but I don't think it was very good. Yeah, I think there was a couple episodes, I think. I was Yeah, I, but I'm just saying, like, I just don't really care for the whole real, reality thing. And when it comes to, like, horror um, type thing, it's kind of it's kind of the same way. Like, it's hard for me to watch the ghost adventurers and the, I'm going to go do this and everything like that. Um, yeah. Oh, shit. By the way, I can finally tell you this. I watched Demon House, which I don't know why I didn't bring this up earlier. I finally watched Demon House, the Zach Baggins uh, movie. Oh, I it just watched it yet. Um, yeah. 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 Um, you Amber need, was you, telling me about that. Yeah. You guys need to watch that. You Where'd you watch, watch it? it? What? what uh, um, YouTube. You can, YouTube. You can rent You can rent a movie hmm. on there. Oh, cool. And I was cool, just cool. like, ah, fuck it. Um, Worth a watch then, huh? Yeah, for sure. Like it's really cool because I I never I never watched much of his others like his stuff and like I'm yeah. not, like I said I don't watch the whole Ghost Adventures and is there anybody there can you speak to me type of shit. Um, yeah. But it's pretty cool. Like he buys this house that's been reportedly haunted. He goes and interviews people and people come in there on the camera and he tells them thing like you know you're doing this at your own risk and evidence shows and people get weirded out and then like. Things happen. It's it was, huh. it was pretty chilling. Like it's really, really, really worth the watch. His uh, and uh, pre ghost adventures thing that he did, uh, where they went to this ghost town and he got a brick thrown at him by a supposed spirit. That was actually uh-huh. really good. So then I was like, well, fuck, I'll give Ghost Adventures a chance. And then Dildo Baggins came out, and I was like, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> I think the problem is like, if you're gonna have a reality paranormal show you should probably go in and i mean money talks if i got paid what they got paid i'd probably fucking milk that puppy till it was dry um you're not going to get a very good life expectancy and if you do past like a third or fourth season you're gonna start really really just going downhill quick Mm-hmm. And there's people have accused them of they have they've come out and said supposedly that, you know, the producers have been like, no, you guys have to start faking evidence or like they do a legitimate hunt and then come out with the usual nothing worth, you know, showing You're like, no, go back, go back and reshoot that. And we're going to have some guy fucking banging some two by fours because you guys didn't find shit. Mm-hmm. And that supposedly was one of the biggest rumors why they don't have the whole team together anymore. But I think part of that, too, is one of the guys who has his own show with um, another female, 
I think once you get to a certain point, maybe you have enough steam, you can go off and do your own thing, and you know that's fine too. But well, you need to watch this because he talks about some of that. Oh, cool! He talks Good deal. about some of the people that he used to work with, and, and this I house know shit has happened to, to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know shit happens to him, and that's yeah. that was part of the problem too, maybe, but. I mean, I we watched we watched the first episode and it was so good of of Ghost Hunters, and then after a couple of seasons, it goes from Ghost Hunters to fucking Bro Hunters, where it's just like, "Come at me, Ghost!" and he's wearing like yeah. fucking snowboarding goggles and jinkos, like going into wrestling rink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing, another thing is um, there's an artist that I listen to. Uh, his name is Prozac, P R O Z A K. Uh, he does kind of like rap rock mixed with like horror type stuff um uh-huh. and he actually is a filmmaker as well he's done a lot of music videos and about um i don't know how long ago several years ago he started um he also does paranormal investigations and he actually uh-huh. started filming his own his own movies looks like the the earliest one that he did was 2010 uh, yeah, 2010. Oh, well. And all of them are now on Amazon Prime streaming for free. So he's got Haunting on Hamilton Street, Haunting in Saginaw, Michigan, Haunting on Hamilton Street 2, Haunting on Dice Road, The Hell House, shit like this. And it just, and uh, I don't know, I haven't seen it, but like it's got, you know, four out of five stars on Amazon for every one of his documentaries. And yeah, uh, they all look cool. And I've always wanted to watch his work because he talks about it a lot and he separates it from from his music and the record label he's on. He does it as as his own thing, um, so I don't know. It's pretty it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited to watch watch some of them. There you go. Oh yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, and and speaking of uh, the Demon House and Zach Bagans, um, I guess a, a teaser for the next episode for people who came back and listened to this a little bit. Um, we got a follow up story from a listener who gave us a story about going to Bagans's Bagans's um, ghost museum in in Vegas. And she gave us the story about, you know, having that really strange feeling she got from the Dybbuk box. And uh, Steve, she sent you a follow-up, right? We asked for it yep. and she gave it to us, a follow-up yep. of what's been going on. So that would sure. be real. Yeah, we're going to include that in uh, the next episode. We talk about uh, some other stuff similar to that. And uh, yeah, awesome. Awesome possum. Well, is that good enough, yeah. guys? Yeah. Yeah, we okay. didn't even charge you good for this plus this extension. We just gave it to you for free, <laughs> listeners. subscribe to our patreon you know okay so mark does have a patreon set up for pixelated um sausage i think and so yeah if you feel like it throw some money at it if not no even a dollar yeah yeah i mean and we're not giving out anything special for it so it's not like we're like teasing you with extra (laughs) with extra content you're gonna get all the content free no matter what so that's entirely up to you but some some podcasts spend the entire episode begging for money and publicly shaming people for not giving them money. We will never and do that. Never, ever. That guy had a great podcast. Nobody related to us at all. It was a podcast that Steve and I used to listen to. We won't name names because we're not that kind of show. Unrelated completely to us or any of our shows that we work with. But um, yeah, guy's got a show. He loves to talk about stuff that's haunting and paranormal. A lot and of listener stories, which was awesome. Listener stories. He was British. Uh, that scores 10 good. extra points in my book just for the accent and he fucked it up just fuckered it right up by fucking publicly shaming people for not giving him money because he didn't want to work anymore he wanted to record podcasts professionally guess what buddy so do we 
but we still keep her nine to five and still make time for a fucking biweekly episode. So mm-hmm. I get it. I respect it. Once you ask everybody, once you make a 15 minute episode, 14 minutes of shaming people, you just, you lose it, man. Don't, that's just bad taste. Don't do it. Don't abuse it and lose it. Word. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you have a Patreon, great. Plenty of great shows do. Boogie Monster, My Favorite Murder might have one. I don't remember if they do or not. Um, Last Podcast on the Left, um, The Pixelated Sausage. There are great shows with great Patreons that use that money for good, but there is one in particular show we will not main, uh, name. And I gave, I gave him a break for like a year, came back to it. He's still doing it. Mm-hmm. He's still yeah. doing it. Fucking celebrating Sad. the five people who donate to him by giving them all the content. And then freebies get fucking shamed publicly for not giving him money. So if you want to know the name of this podcast, just subscribe to the Pixelated Sausage uh, Patreon. And we'll let yeah. you know. <laughs> don't, put, don't put that on Mark. <laughs> Don't put that on Mark. <laughs> oh, on man. Mark. Yeah. All these hey. people messaging him. Uh, what's the name of that podcast? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be bad. But yeah. Be anyway, yeah. Again, guys, thanks for listening and for uh, being there for us, for showing up to our live shows, for writing us, for giving us your, your listener stories. And please send us many, many more. Uh, we can't wait for that. Show's getting bigger. More and more people are uh, reaching out to us, and we just we really love it. We thank you for it so much. For sure. And then we come back with another, another follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> Stinger. <laughs> no, that's it. All right, bye. <laughs>